Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, January 27, 2021. Stand up for your country. Well, it was Climate Change Wednesday at the White House today. Uh, the president addressed the nation. John Kerry was back because uh, he's in charge of the international reach out on climate change. Now, I guess I guess I should define how I feel about this first so you know where I'm coming from. And then we'll give you the fact based analysis, which is interesting. So um, when I was a kid in the mid 1960s, I was a big ice hockey player. And for two months here on Long Island, where I am right now, um, we were able to play almost every day hockey on frozen ponds from uh, late December to late February. It was a blast and it kept me out of other bad things and it was all good. Ice hockey was so much fun. Now, for the past five years on Long Island, you're lucky if you get one or two days a winter where the ice is frozen on those ponds and corresponding temperatures have gone up all over the world. Not drastically, but they've gone up. But here was the big tell for me. I went to Alaska a few years ago, and I went out on my way to go to Glacier Bay, one of the most beautiful places in North America. And on my trip to Glacier Bay, I had some people who worked there for decades. And I saw with my own eyes the melting of the glacier. And that it is, I think, down 25% from what it was just a few years ago. And the people said, hey, there's no question the ice here is receding. And everybody up there believed it was because of climate change. So I am not a climate change denier or anything like that. Joe Bistardi, a guy who we respect here, big weather guy, he doesn't believe in climate change at all. This is a natural cycle. And all of this is a uh, subject of nature, not of carbons or anything like that. I dissent a little bit from that. I think that the, all the glop that human beings put in the air and the oceans does have an effect on the overall planet temperature and welfare. Now, is this, as Bistardi believes, a natural thing? We don't know. Is there a lot of glop in the air? Yeah, there's a lot of glop. You go to China, I've been. It's, the pollution is like this. You can see it. When I lived in Denver, you could see it. When I visit LA, you can see it with your eyes. All of that goes up into the atmosphere. So I'm a big um, environmentalist. I want a cleaner planet, particularly in the oceans and in the air in the United States of America. Now, we have done a very good job here cleaning up our environment, but we do have a fossil fuel industry, and it is powerful, and it helps the economy. So Joe Biden wants to wipe that fossil fuel industry out, and today he was very clear about his vision of how it's going to be so much better when we get rid of all this energy stuff. Go. Last year, wildfires burned more than 5,000 acres in the West, as no one knows better than the vice president, former senator from California, an area 
roughly the size of the entire state of New Jersey. More intense and powerful hurricanes and tropical storms pummel states across the Gulf Coast and along the East Coast. I can testify to that from Delaware. Historic floods, severe droughts have ravaged the Midwest. More Americans see and feel the devastation in big cities, small towns, coastlines, and in farmlands, in red states and in blue states. Okay, so Biden says all of the natural disasters that befall the USA are the fault of global warming. But he can't prove that. That's in dispute. Because if you go back in history, you've always had natural disasters in the USA. And if you look at California, their forest land is badly managed. That's a fact. Provable. Badly managed. So if you go in and you say everything that goes wrong in the storm category and in the fire category is driven by global warming, you can't back that up. It's impossible. There are no studies that definitively say that. But people believe what they want to believe. This is a key to understanding what's happening in America. People believe what they want to believe. And facts don't really matter to a lot of folks. So what Joe Biden said today was, this is a fact. All of these storms and everything are causing havoc. And the Biden administration is going to make it better. And in the process... We're going to create millions of new jobs in solar and wind and all of the technological developments. So don't worry about the pipeline people being laid off or the fossil fuel people or the fracking people or the coal people. Don't you worry. The Biden administration is going to create. They're going to create, not private industry. The Biden administration is going to bet you have a better job. You'll make more money. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that the Biden administration is going to be able to accomplish that. I could be wrong. But a lot of people, maybe 80 million who voted for Biden, they want to believe that. But in the meantime, as Sean Hannity and I discussed on his radio program today, thousands of people are going to be laid off. There'd be far fewer jobs in the fuel industry, in the oil industry. And the price you're gonna pay for gasoline and heating your home and air conditioning your homes, gonna go way up. So that's an immediate thing right out of your wallet. It's already happening here where I live, All right? Gas prices a gallon's up 12 cents since Biden got elected because the oil companies are going, we're gonna get hosed. So we're gonna get as much money in here as possible, you know, to try to ride it out. Now, the way to do all this is through technology. And I wouldn't mind if the government were investing in technology and say, look, we do want to get away from fossil fuels, even though fossil fuels contributed $6 billion, perhaps more, last year to the federal government in taxes. It rolled in. That's going to get cut. But we want to de-emphasize and we're going to have government rules that you can't dump stuff in the waters and you can't dump stuff in the air. And we're going to enforce them. And if you mess around, we're going to find you. I'm okay with any of that. But in the meantime, we're going to ramp up. I'd love to heat my home and this studio with solar. I looked into it. It's far too expensive to do it. 
And I wanted to do it. I was motivated to do it. But now, with his little pen, Biden's going up, 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 up. No drilling, no fracking, no this, no that, ba 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 ba. All on federal land, but there's a lot of drilling on federal land, as you know. So it was good to see John Kerry, wasn't it? Did everybody uh, give Kerry a. You know? Now, Kerry, this is a riot. As was pointed out, uh, John Kerry had a home in Nantucket. I believe he sold that home. I actually went to that home. I was invited by him, and we had a nice discussion. Kerry's a big windsurfer. But when they wanted to put wind in the ocean in Nantucket Sound, no, 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 uh uh-uh. No, Kerry didn't want that. He opposed. But now he's flying around private jet all over the world because he's a climate change guy. But he's not flying coach. He's on a jet many, many times. I mean, it's really. So I don't want to really diminish the effort to clean up the environment. I think that's a good effort. But do I think Gina McCarthy, who is the White House Office of Domestic Climate Policy Chief, she going to do it? No, I don't think so. I don't believe John Kerry is going to do anything. Um, and I don't believe this effort is going to lead to anything but economic pain for the USA. I'm sorry to be cynical, but that's my job is to analyze the facts. And let me give you some more. Okay, so Biden uh, revoked um, the pipeline. Okay, and that's out. And Canada went wild because Keystone is a big employer for Canada. So Trudeau, you know, Mr. Politically correct going, what you doing? No more Keystone, that's gone. And then on uh, U.S. lands, federal lands, no drilling. Nope, you're not drilling there. So that's $12 billion loss in tax revenue right there. And, um, you know, it's on and on and on and on. But again, Biden, I'm going to, we're going to replace all this. It's going to be a much more prosperous country with all this alternative energy coming. I don't know. Um, so I was I impressed? No, because I do believe the main argument that Biden made about the storms and the fires is fallacious. It's not backed up by fact, but people believe what they want to believe. And finally, you know, China and India, you ever heard of those countries? <laughs> I, you know, you go out to public schools, they might not know. China and India, you put them together, you get about 3 billion people, more than 30% of the world's population. And China and India, come on. They're not doing any Paris peace courts. They're not doing any global warming checks. They're not doing anything. Okay, so we, we're, we're doing everything. We're spending all this money. Um, it's estimated that going back into the Paris Climate Accord will cost the USA $3 trillion over a number of years and $3 billion per year. So we're, we're paying. China and India, no. They want their economy. All right, so that's the global warming deal. I hope I've been fair. If I haven't, let me have it. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Love to hear your point of view. Let's go to the equity thing. We've been doing this all week. So... Equity is the policy of the Biden White House. Equity means certain groups are favored and will get government largesse. How about that? Word of the day, largesse. Government favors, government entitlements, and and other groups won't. 
And it's basically skin color play. So if you are uh, non-white, non-Caucasian, then we're going to take good care of you. The federal Biden government will do that. And the LGBTs and, and those folks. All right. Any group that, that Joe Biden thinks was marginalized is going to get uh, equity. All right. And that means government's going to give them stuff, a lot of stuff. And everybody's going to have to pay for it, even if people aren't getting the equity. So that seems to me to not be what the Constitution calls for. Constitution basically is framed around equality. Equality. And it's a very simple thing because I'm a simple man. There is no doubt that certain groups in the United States have a harder time, a more difficult time, pursuing happiness. If you don't believe that, then you are not looking at the world the way it is. There's no doubt that certain groups, African-Americans being one of them, have a harder time pursuing happiness. It's the government's obligation to level that, to take the impediments out. For example, every African-American, every marginalized group should have equal access to housing. You want to buy a house in a neighborhood, you have the money to buy it, you buy it. You shouldn't be denied. That's not fair. And that has happened in this country. Then there's education, and this is the key, all right? Some of these schools in the ghettos are horrible, horrible. But I'm going to give you a a, a stat in a moment that will, I think, surprise you. So I got a letter from a concierge member. And concierge membership in BillOReilly.com means you have direct access to me privately. But Lorraine, who sent me that letter, also posted it on our message board, so now it's public. I don't want to quote Lorraine. I guess President Biden has had quite the awakening with his equity plan to cure social injustice and systemic racism. Isn't this the same person who engineered the tough crime bill in 1994 and said busing would create a racial jungle? Doesn't left see through this excuse for a leader? Well, Joe Biden has, Lorraine, evolved. He's not the same guy. He's woke. He awoke from a long slumber of non-political correctness into the PC world. Oh, he's a different guy. All right. Now, the definition of social justice is that you give every American an equal opportunity to pursue happiness. That's it. You don't choose certain groups to gin them up with money, entitlements, or whatever. Now, certainly, in some situations, you have to rebuild situations that have declined and are hurting marginalized groups, yes. But it shouldn't be a policy. It should be a specific task. So here's an example, and this is the best example I can give you on how this country does not treat everyone equally. So in New York City, 20 miles from where I am right now, it's actually eight miles, but Manhattan is 20 miles. Okay, Queens is eight. They spend $29,000 a year on every public school kid. Every public school kid. $29,000 a year. Tax money. Okay? New York City is below 50% in math and reading 
exams, standardized tests, below 50%, okay? Catholic schools in New York City spend $8,666, all right? $20,000 less per student. Much higher test scores in the Catholic schools. Much higher. So this shows you that the federal, state, and local governments cannot, with their equity stuff, engineer social justice. Because it isn't fair for the minority kids in the poor neighborhoods not to know how to do math and read. But they're spending almost $30,000 ahead on that. And they can't get through. Why? Because of parenting. That's why, and the government cannot legislate parenting. So all of this equity business is a big, phony deal, and it will hurt and divide the country. It's equality we are after. If Biden and Cuomo, the governor of New York, really cared about social justice, they'd walk themselves into these schools and clean them up. Immediately, instead of just throwing money and more money, more money, it doesn't work. And it pits skin color against skin color. Oh. All right, let's bring in a guy who is very smart. His name is Mike Gonzalez. He is a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation and author of the book, The Plot to Change America, How Identity Politics is Dividing the Land of the Free. So I don't know, Mike, how much you know about what we've been doing here, but we've been taking apart this equity stuff that Biden has embraced as uh, the policy of the land because we believe it's A, not fair, B, divisive, and C, is going to fail. I think you believe the same thing, correct? Uh, Bill, first of all, it's great to see you. Uh, I think you're 100% right. I was listening to you. Uh, equity is, a, is going to be the biggest buzzword. And already, the, the, the Biden administration is a week old, and we've heard a lot about it. Uh, I've spent a great deal of time with the executive order that began this whole thing which was signed by Biden in his very first day. It's a doozy of an EO. The, the, the title itself is the Executive Order on Advancing Racial Equity and Support for Underserved Communities Through the Federal Government. And it's going to cause a lot of harm uh, unless the courts and people like you and me do something about it by exposing it. Now, I think I want to start right off the bat by saying that equity, you're quite right, equity has become the functional opposite of equality. Equality, which is what the Constitution calls for, which is the, it's an offshoot of the word uh, equal, which is the the most important ideal expressed in the Declaration, all men are created equal. Equality is that the government approaches everyone impartially. We haven't always done that. We made many mistakes as a country, and obviously during the era of slavery and then Jim Crow and segregation, we did not approach all, all Americans equally. We did not apply the law equally. Equality is the opposite. Equality says that you have to apply the law unequally and share resources unequally in order for everyone to... Mike, you said equality, you mean equity. 
No, sorry, equity. Equity right. is the functional opposite. Sorry, thanks for catching that. It says that you have to, the government has to apply the law unequally in order to obtain the same outcomes, equal outcomes, which is obviously a Marxist idea. And I just want to just end this first question that you asked by telling you that I actually did a word search. The word equity appears 21 times in this executive order. It's not a very long executive order. The word equality appears, guess how many? Zero. Zero times. It appears twice in the word inequality, but the word equality upon which this, this nation is based appears not at all. Equity, 21 times. Well, this was not written by Joe Biden. I mean, he, he didn't do that. Um, he's being told what to do. And I've said this for more than a year, that Joe Biden's not really driving this. He's doing what he's told to do by high-level members of the Obama administration. They see the country's changed a little bit. Donald Trump polarized the country. And they see an opportunity to get to socialism, which is what they want. Do you disagree with that? Do you think... I think the equity thing is the next step towards socialism. No, I, I mean, I completely agree. I did title my book, The Plot to Change America for a Reason. This is not a plot because there are people in Madison, Wisconsin, or Berkeley who meet in a basement every Thursday night. It is a plot because the, the, the idea behind the philosophy is to, 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 uh, to, to create division, to create these categories of the marginalized that you spoke of. By the way, a lot of these categories are created by government. They're not, they're, they're synthetic, they're non-existent, like Hispanic or Asian or the 32 genders of the New York City Human Rights Commission. These are created by government. Then the, the members of these categories are instilled with, uh, with uh, grievances, feelings of victimhood in order to catalyze a change of society. In order, and, and all the people behind this are on the record as saying that they're against capitalism, that capitalism is racist because capitalism produces winners and losers, and they don't want to have that. So right. what they do want, socialism, they either say it or they say, like Ibram X. Kendi says, I'm going to say I'm an anti-capitalist. I'm not going to tell you what I'm for, but I'm an anti-capitalist. Some of them, like the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement, will say they're Marxist. Okay, final question. Do you think this move by the Biden administration, and they're committed now, so four years, this is what they're going to try to do. Do you think it's going to work? Do you think most Americans are going to go, yeah, it's, I'm okay with equity, equality, not so much, and I'd really like a more socialistic government. Do you think that's going to work, Mike? No, I don't think it, do it will work. America, from right, right away after 1848, when Marx writes the, the, uh, the Communist Manifesto, America becomes a very anti-communist country. It has always been allergic to socialism. I think that it is the, the job of people such as yourself to talk about this constantly, to push back. I've seen administrations, you know, try something, and when it fails, when the people push back, they, they desist. They turn and they go in another direction. Watch what the vice president does. The vice president is very clear. The, the EO tries to hide what the meaning of equity is. Kamala Harris, to give her credit, does say openly what she wants is unequal treatment, inequality in treatment in order to obtain equal outcomes. That yes. is not what America wants. 
social justice. And that's a form of reparations. That's what it's really all about. They know they can't get reparations direct or reparations passed. So this is the backdoor way. And Ms. Harris drives that train. But it's all going to depend, Mike, on whether the economy goes south. And if it does, then you're right. Equity is going to go right out the window. But if for some way, and I don't think it's going to happen, the Biden administration prospers economically, whoa. Mike Gonzalez, the author of the book, The Plot to Change America. We appreciate you coming on, Mike. The book's very interesting. All right, let's get to the impeachment. So uh, Rand Paul, senator from Kentucky, did a very interesting thing yesterday. He um, put up a vote in the Senate you know, use the rules in the Senate and said, OK, we have to have a vote on whether it is constitutional to impeach a man who has left the presidency is now a private citizen, Donald Trump. So the vote was 55-45 that it is constitutional. All the Democrats said it was and five Republicans. All right. Lisa Murkowski, of course. Mitt Romney, of course. Ben Sass hates Trump. Patrick Toomey, Pennsylvania. Susan Collins, Maine. But in order to convict Donald Trump of an impeachable offense, you need 67 senators, all right? So you need 17 Republicans to join the Democrats. And I don't think Manchin of West Virginia is going to vote to convict Donald Trump. I could be wrong. I'm watching, Joe. But anyway, um, this isn't even close. So 45 Republican senators said, no, we don't want this. That means that impeachment trial is DOA, dead on arrival, unless something happens. And what could that be? I have a letter in the letter that asked me that question, and then I'll tell you that. Okay, so there's a group called Oxfam. It's a socialist group, a human rights group, doesn't like capitalism, doesn't like much else puts out a study that billionaires thrive as everybody else uh, declines in the age of COVID. Okay, and I see this, and I don't think the stats are wrong. I think there are billionaires who have uh, prospered in the age of COVID. I think that's true. Because it's always been true. In every disaster, in every war, in the Great Depression, in the Civil War, World War II, in the Revolutionary War, there have been people, wealthy people, have prospered. It's just the way of the world. So if you're in a social media company and everybody's in the house using social media, you're going to prosper. Okay, the billionaires in Silicon Valley are going to get richer. I mean, I, I have my crack staff do some research. During the Great Depression, when everybody was poor and there weren't no government safety nets and people were lined up to get food, J. Paul Getty. Okay, oil, boom, through the roof. Joseph Kennedy, boom, wealth increased tenfold. Andrew Mellon, Nelson Rockefeller Jr., oil. Mellon was a banker. They all made killings during the Great Depression. This is what happens. Am I worried about the billionaires? No, I'm not worried about them. Let them do what they want, as long as they don't break the law. Andrew Cuomo. Okay, so Cuomo, he can't give the vaccine to people in New York. He says he doesn't have enough. He doesn't have enough vaccine. Feds don't give him it. All right. But I can tell you, trying to research where the vaccine is, how you get online to get it, is almost impossible. And that's Cuomo's fault. 
So this is why I'm doing this story. So CNN is essentially a dishonest news service. They're just dishonest all over the place. So Wolf Blitzer interviews Andrew Cuomo about the vaccine. Roll the tape. So they told 7 million New Yorkers you're eligible, but it would take seven months for you to get the vaccine. That's, that's just madness. And it made people more anxious. Uh, look, incompetent government can kill people. Uh, this is not a joke. All right, so he's blaming Trump now. Okay, Cuomo never blamed Biden. So the line, incompetent government can kill people, I went, whoa. Because as you may know, Andrew Cuomo, as governor of New York, signed an order that COVID patients, people who had COVID, if they lived in a nursing home, had to go back into the nursing home. And that order killed thousands of people here in New York, and that's documented. Now, if you were Wolf Blitzer or any journalist and you heard Cuomo say that, you'd go, whoa, 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 whoa. What about the nursing home thing? I mean, incompetent government. What kind of a line you're walking here, governor? Right? Right? Blitzer didn't ask him that. So that tells me there was a deal made that CNN told Cuomo, Cuomo said, I'll, I'll come on, but you can't ask me about nursing homes. And, and CNN said, okay. Had to be. Had to be. Because Blizzard's not stupid. He knows. San Francisco, all right, the public school board voted 6-1 last night to knock out George Washington High School, Jefferson Elementary School, Abraham Lincoln High School, Alamo Elementary Monroe Elementary, Herbert Hoover Middle School, Paul Revere Elementary, Roosevelt Middle School, and Diane Feinstein School. All those names are going to be changed. It's going to cost the city of San Francisco a million dollars to do it. Now, the only reason I'm telling you this is that if you live in San Francisco, you need to know how insane your environment is. You know, I love San Francisco. It's one of the most beautiful cities on earth. I've been there scores of times. I'm not going. I'll go to Monterey, which is even more beautiful than San Francisco, and it's a sane place. But this, this, nope, not okay. Not okay. The squad. <laughs> All right, so not, uh, three insane Congress people. Uh, Pamela Jayapal, Washington, um, Jesu Chuy Garcia, Illinois, and Ayanna Presley, Massachusetts. They have put forth legislation called the New Way Forward Act. It would end mandatory detention of immigrants caught illegally crossing the border. Couldn't detain them. Okay. Um, local police would be prohibited from acting in any deportation capacity. And even if you did wind up in court, you can't be charged because it decriminalizes illegal border crossings. That would be anybody in the world could cross in here legally. All right. This will not get even written up. Even Biden wouldn't sign this. That's how insane it is. Cancel culture update. My pillow guy, uh, Lindell, Mike Lindell, removed from Twitter, as you may know. And also, uh, my pillows have been taken out of Kohl's, Bed Bath & Beyond. 
Um, Zuli, I don't know what that is. Kroger, BJ's, they're all gone. They're punishing uh, Lindell because he was a supporter of voter fraud allegations. So he's being punished. Bed Bath & Beyond issued a statement, says our decisions are data-driven, customer-inspired, and are delivering substantial growth in our key destination categories. Says that MyPillow wasn't moving, and that's why they're doing it. Do I believe that? I do not. So all of these people who are punishing Lindell, I'm not going to buy them. I'm not calling for boycott. Not doing that. This is part of our freedom of speech movement that I hope will rise. I hope somebody will organize it, get behind it, because I know millions of Americans will sign on way more than the Tea Party. I know that. So I hope somebody does it. But me, I see the names of the... Not going. Not doing it. I mean, Lindell, you know, if he wants to think to his voter fraud, fine. I don't care what he thinks. Right? He has a right to think what he wants. Power naps. According to a study in Shanghai, China, <laughs> all right, 1,500 people, those who took naps after lunch on a regular basis were smarter than those who didn't. And it warded off dementia when you get older. Now, do I, I take naps once in a while. Winston Churchill took one daily. So I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I'll tell you why in a moment. It has to do with Holly the terror dog. Uh, so I'll probably take a nap later. All right, Martha Stewart wants your uh, dog to get buzzed. Yep. So Martha Stewart is launching a line of cannabis-infused pet snacks. <laughs> um, she's doing it because she wants to promote calm, mobility, and wellness in the dog world. Okay, so for uh, 25 bucks, you get a 30-pack of chicken-flavored CBD drops. And you give them to your dog, and the dog, I guess, gets spaced out. Dog's probably going to get the munchies after that, so it might put on weight. So Martha Stewart wants your dog to get buzzed. <sighs> All right, this day in history, January 27, 1945. The death camp Auschwitz, liberated by Russians. As you may know, Auschwitz was in Poland. The Russian army advancing on Berlin from the east. And it arrived, it thought that this was a munitions factory, uh, Auschwitz. But to the horror of the Soviet soldiers, um, they saw 15,000 prisoners emaciated, to say the least. They were still alive. The SS guards had fled. Okay, Auschwitz was the worst death camp on earth. Now, Pol Pot in Cambodia... He might have had something close to this, but we don't know that. So an estimated 1.3 million people were sent to Auschwitz by the Nazis. 1.1 million of those were Jews. Almost a million died in the camp. So out of 1.3, almost a million were murdered. Men, women, children in grisly, horrible ways. So because Auschwitz was liberated on this day, it is Holocaust Remembrance Day. And I urge you to read Killing the SS, all right, one of my books. If you really want to know what human beings are capable of doing, Killing the SS is a must. And um, anybody who has relatives there, uh, we're with you today. 
And these innocent people, boy. Quick break, back with some mail, and what happened to Holly the Terror Dog last night. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, let's go to David Spano on the mailbag. You can reach me at bill at billoreilly.com, bill at billoreilly.com, name and town if you wish to opine. So David Spanos in Pittsburgh, I am a premium member, so thankfully I can hear your daily comments. I must say you are spot on about the equity discussion. It's truly scary. But again, Bill, you called it well in advance. I did. And the 80 million people who voted for uh, Joe Biden, you got a lot to think about because I don't think good things are coming here. Thomas Urban, West Bridgewater, Pennsylvania, Biden administration executive order on equity is not constitutional. Constitution, we the people in the pursuit of happiness applies to all. I don't know if there are going to be any legal challenges to the equity situation. I believe there may be, but there have to be specific challenges, not just an overall philosophy. Dan Wood, Glendale, Arizona, affirmative action was equity for 50 years, didn't work. Are we building a new welfare society? Somewhat. Somewhat. The vision is to give government funding to the marginalized groups in a much greater way. Ginny, concierge member, which means Ginny has access to me, as we discussed. Bill, you stated the impeachment trial is over unless something else comes up. What could that something else be? Well, say it is discovered by an FBI investigation that someone in the White House was coordinating with the people who looted the Capitol. I don't think that's going to happen, but that would be something new. You've got to watch it. FBI is very aggressive here, going into how this happened. Tanya, Bill, I wanted to ask you why you keep stating that you believe there was fraud in the election, but it was not enough. What are you basing the opinion on? Yes, Attorney General Barr said that, but he never explained it. Well, I mean, we have pretty good contacts, and, and we know what was presented in court, in the court challenges. And I have seen nothing presented publicly that would overturn the election. That's what I base it on. Uh, Let's go to Chris, concierge member. Thank you, Chris. Bill, now you're on board with the cancel culture Dumbo? Really? Hey, Chris, the Dumbo reference that I quoted yesterday was clearly racist. There's no two sides to it. It's racist. 
Kids watch that movie. So my suggestion to Disney is cut that part out. Got a problem with that? I don't think you do. James Grasefa, Clarkdale, Arizona. Bill, your program last night was worth the cost of premium membership. You were correct in saying we would not hear your news anywhere else on equity. Even the guests admitted it. Well, we give you stuff here that no one else does. You know that. I mean, people know that. Uh, Brian Zaccardi, Billings, Montana, just signed up for premium membership. Can't believe he took me this long. I am so tired of all the hyperbola and misinformation out there. So am I. Spread the word. If every premium member got another premium member to sign up, I mean, we're, we're growing in power now. But that would be, the roof would fall off. Okay, if you uh, advance copy by Killing the Mob out May 4th, you get 50% off Killing Crazy Horse or the United States of Trump. One of our best deals and 20% off any of my books, Killing the SS, we just mentioned. So go to the BillOReilly.com bookstore and there you have it. When writing to us, do not be a poltroon. Back in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, so last night was a rough night for Holly, the terror dog. She has stomach distress. And about 3 in the morning, and I had walked her uh, before everybody uh, went to bed, about 10.30. And, you know, she was a little loose on the uh, walk. But I didn't think it was anything crazy. Um, But about 3, I went downstairs and it was Armageddon. Okay, so Holly has stomach stuff. Now, I don't know. Corgis, they have very sensitive stomach. You can't feed them people food. Maybe she got a hold of something. I don't know. But it was bad. And then after I got it all cleaned up at 3 in the morning, I went back to sleep. And then when I got up early, you know, to start my work day, it was even worse for Holly. I feel so sorry for the dog. She doesn't know. I mean, she's looking at you with those big eyes. You know, I got to cut back her food. Uh, but the point I want to make is whenever you have a responsibility, whether it's children, elderly parents, a pet, that comes first. So, yeah, I was up most of the night. Uh, I did what I had to do. We'll get Holly. You know, this has happened before. Not a lot, but, you know, you got to watch it. But the responsibility that I have to the corgi is major. I have to keep the corgi well. I have to keep my kids well. When my parents were alive, I had to keep them well. It's my responsibility as a human being. In this country, in this world, a lot of people don't do that anymore. And they should. We'll see you tomorrow.